I love that you're having such a good day. You said it so festive way. <laughs> What's going on? What's making it good? Um, the fact that I don't have shit to do today. <laughs> I think that's really relaxing. <laughs> Isn't that the best? Yeah. So, um, I feel like I got to sleep in and I've, uh, had some good food and it's, yeah, it's been, it's been a good day. Calm so far. Oh. Got stoned. Stoned. I, I am all for this. <laughs> I want to be stooned myself. I have only had one edible today, and it was actually quite delish. Oh, nice. So, yeah, I made, like, a little cookie, and it used applesauce instead of the milk and shit for this vegan shit, and it was pretty good. Huh. Applesauce instead of milk. Yeah, it's like the binding and creaming agent, and it was yeah. really good. To bake? Yeah, to bake. Interesting. It wasn't bad. Not bad at all. But you have something new that's happened and you haven't told anybody about. Wait, what? You're on another podcast. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you haven't checked it out already, we did post about it on our socials. But check out the By Furious podcast hosted by Sir Auntie Maine. Um, they are a great podcaster who hosts a couple of podcasts. And I am on their talk this week talking about healthy kink an introduction to healthy kink and if you haven't explored her podcast yet um main goes by she he or they and he talks a lot about the intersections of life and being queer and being biracial being uh by gender which they are and you know different and so where we kind of intersected was talking about where does kink cross with queer so go definitely check it out it's a great podcast leave some comments leave some love drop some likes and drop some follows Ooh, i'm excited for it i listened to part that i was able to listen to and it's fire so i'm all for it and i know it's going to be a great conversation kink and the intersection of sexuality i i kind of like it it works <laughs> so uh, what's going on with you? Anything new? Um, the only thing that's going to be new is I'll be talking to Pastor Edgar Gaines, who used to be a porn star, which I'm very excited about. That's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks. But aside from that, I've just been a lazy little whore. Nice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no dick, though. I'm not getting any, which uh, is very sad. It's winter, though. It's hard. Uh, it's so hard to secure a dick in the winter. Oh, my oh. God. Like, I don't even buy fleet. Like, what's the point of buying it? <laughs> I can't use it. <laughs> I just buy it in stock. <laughs> so I have, like, a whole bunch. It's going to freeze in my cabinets. Like, it'll be frozen. stock in bulk. Because <laughs> <laughs> last time I went to buy one and they only had the six packs. <laughs> Where'd you so, find a six pack at? Walgreens. Oh my god, bitch, I need to go there. <laughs> what? That's enough to last, like, a week in the summer. <laughs> it was, like, perfect. Okay. <laughs> I know. I need to build a new team, and I need some help with that. So, I may so, be actively recruiting right now. Mm -hmm. So, head up AJ's DMs if you are interested. <laughs> yes, give me some good dick. Like, I am missing it. It's cold. And I need some reliable dick. <laughs> my, my team is falling apart. I hate it. Oh, no. It's almost, uh, what is it? Super Bowl season, so you need to recruit. I know! Or I guess 
I guess by Super Bowl season, you should have already had your team. So you're behind, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I, into I, the... I don't know how that works. I don't know. I'm going to say I'm going in as a free agent. I've heard them use the term on ESPN. Okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, we could do this. We could do this. I'll figure it out. Maybe I'll go to a party and find somebody to blow or something. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm also really excited about the coming up next week is Drag Race UK versus The World. I'm super excited about that. It's going to be really, really good because it's such a strong cast. Yes, I'm very excited for it. This season of just Drag Race, Drag Race, the cast is pretty strong. I yeah, like it. Definitely. It's not bad. I am excited for this UK versus the world, though. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm i excited to find out how are they doing eliminations? Are they doing them like all-stars or are they doing them like Drag Race? Mm. Because it's not, according to the title, not all-stars, but it is all-stars. I wonder. I wonder what they'll do. It, I hope oh. they go back to uh, when they used to do top two queens and they have to vote the bottom. I like that. I would like that. Do not do no team shit. I don't want to see team shit. That'll be terrible. I want everybody to be on their own. There's only, what, nine girls? Yeah. So. Yeah, and I yeah. really, really hope they don't send anyone home for at least two, three weeks like they did on the main episode of Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Or they bring them back or some shit just because it's like, it's such a small cast. We know you could do it. And like, like it'd be such a waste to like have a girl only stay for an episode, I feel like. Yeah, it really would be. This is Juju B's, what, 12th appearance on the damn show. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully she gets something. If not the crown, something. See, like, I would love Juju B to win because I thought she was going to win All Stars 5. Mm-hmm. However,. I don't want the crown to come to America. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually fine with Pangina winning or you know what for me it'll be Pangina, Juju B or um Monet is on it. No, not Monet. Monique Hart. Yeah, Mo. Those would be my three. Mo. Those would be my ones that I want to win. That's like my top. Okay, so that's what? US, US, and who was the other one? US. I think all three of them were US, weren't they? No, it's two US's. And who else? Uh, and Pangina. So Thailand. Thailand. So yeah, I'm going Thailand, you. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Thailand, Holland, and Canada. So I'm going uh, Pangina, Lemon, and Janie. Ooh. That's why I want to be on the top three. This is going to be good. I really hope these girls make a good cast. I am excited that we didn't get like super popular queens within the Drag Race fandom. Yeah. Because I feel like it would have been like, oh, my brand and title is this. You bitches are nothing. It's kind of like everybody who was middle of the pack or, like, noticeable on their season, but not a standout. Yeah. Well, so, like, a couple of them were Mm -hmm. runner-ups. Like, Mo was runner-up and Jujubee and Janie. And yeah, I think I think I, I don't know yeah. who else. Like I see they're runner ups, but they're not known queens. Yeah, but they're they're not yeah. like the hugest names necessarily. I mean, Bag is probably one of the bigger names yeah. in UK. But I I guess they filmed this like over a year ago, mm. so I that's why they didn't include any of, like the other UK girls or the Canada too. Oh wow! I wonder what this is gonna or be Spania, like watching or like any of those. Yeah. I wonder what it'll be like watching since it was recorded a year ago. Yeah. Like, what differences are we going to see? Yeah. 
so I'm intrigued, definitely. There's also rumors uh, out for uh, all winter season. That would be exciting. Um, whoever comes up with that, pay me my fucking money. <laughs> I was saying it first. I always said I wanted RuPaul's Drag Race. Winner's Circle is what they need to call it because they call it a NASCAR and all the winners compete. So I better get my money. Yeah. Or they should do it like the Drag Race Tournament of Champions. That would be fun. <gasps> oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would put, I would watch that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So excited for what's in the works in the Drag Race world. Uh, also, always looking forward to what's coming up in the Dragula world. They're already renewed for a fifth season. Good. So that's going to be great as well. Um, so anything else? Anything else before we get into our topic today? Um, I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. All right, awesome. So let's get into our topic today, which we're basically talking about the language that we use every day as big old fairies. <laughs> so we're going to talk about like the different labels in the queer community and the different slang that we use. And yeah, just so what we'll, just right off the bat, like what are some things that pop right off on your head when you think of like gay lingo? The first thing that I always think of is girl. Girl is humongous. I feel like it's the yeah. most used term that I hear gay people use all over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, girl is definitely girl or bitch. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, when I think of drag queen specifically, mama. Oh, mama. <laughs> mama. <laughs> yes, mama. Mama is a term... I don't know, I've, I've heard it in every state I've ever lived in from gay people. It is like a universal gay term. <laughs> Ma we have Mama Queen. We have just Mama. Oh my God. <laughs> I just try I've heard it in every gay space I've been in. Even the bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, what's the difference between those three terms? Like, Mama... What, what was the other one? Mama, bitch, bitch and, girl. and girl. Now, for me, the difference in a lot of people that I know is girl can be used for a person, place, thing, subject, verb, whatever. It is adjective, noun, all of that. Mm -hmm. You could be talking about Facebook as one of the girls or the girls are out here having fun and you could be talking about a group of people. Mm -hmm. It just is universal. Um, bitch is like... More of a friendly term between the gays. Yeah. Like, you typically don't call somebody a bitch if you're not friends with them. Yeah, bitch is like props almost. Yes. Bitch is like, okay, we know this person can hang. We're yeah, good. Like you're, and bitch is like, we refer to it almost as like that bitch, mm -hmm. not a bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Unless we specifically call you like a whiny little bitch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if we say you're a bitch or a bitch, then that's bad. Um, and mama, I, the only problem I have with mama is some of the people who say it, I'm like, you're old enough to be my mom. So I need you to stop. <laughs> but it still works. <laughs> so for me, like the way I think, when I think of how I use girl, it's like I use it the same exact way I've always used bro. Mm -hmm. It's like both are just as gender neutral to me. And it's, it's, I don't, I don't know. It can be friendly. It can be like girl. Like, don't come for me, like, or it can be like that, but like, I, I see them exactly parallel to mm -hmm. each other. 
like and i i love using both and i think it really depends on like whether i'm feeling more feminine or masculine <laughs> like when i when i play video games i get really butch and then i start using like bro <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, bro, he did not just take that star from me. So testosterone filled. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but then I'm watching Drag Race. So I'm like, yes, girl, work it. <laughs> I wonder how we'd be playing the Drag Race video game. <laughs> Which they are promoting hard. Have you played it yet? No. I have not played it. I've seen the little trailers and the little online play. It looks kind of fun. I cannot <laughs> lie. It looks kind of fun. So I might be playing because the girls on there look great. There's like a Sailor Moon fucking outfit. And I was like, oh, I might have to play this. <laughs> now tell me about your experience and use of Mama. I have never personally called anyone Mama. Um, maybe, like, ironically, <laughs> um, the only person I know, uh, that, like, really uses it that's not, like, a drag queen, that, that's not a drag queen in the show is Dennis. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> like, yes, mama. <laughs> <laughs> but then Dennis could be a drag race <laughs> Dennis really could be. <laughs> Dennis could serve boy drag. I would see him doing it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... I don't use it a lot, but I just think it's so funny when it's used because it's like it's got such an attitude with it. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> just saying it when you're gay, the accent on it, mama. It is so action filled. You're like, oh, some shit is about to go down. Mm. Okay, so what's another term that you hear a lot of? But let's do it based on spaces. So, in a gay space that you've been in, let's say Pride. What's a term you hear a lot of? Um, work. <laughs> like, I feel like that's just, like, our gay cheering. <laughs> you know, it's our yay. <laughs> uh, so, at Pride, that's that's a big one. Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of, like, what I hear. I'm, like, trying to isolate the voices. But I hear Pride cheering. <laughs> And I can't. The one that I can tell you I hear all the time is yes. 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 Just all over the place. Spelled Y-A-S-S-S-S-S, which um, I, I don't know if you've seen this on the interwebs, but they've been talking about yesifications. Wait, what? Basically, it's, it's like a New York for glow up. So oh. Yesification. We can't just have glow up. <laughs> <laughs> a yesification. My yesification. I hate y'all. He's <laughs> gonna be like, yeah, <laughs> You know what? I want to find the videos. Is it on ticks? I don't know. If it's on there, I don't know if I'll get to it. I'm still not. Probably. Everything's I, on TikTok. Okay. Except I'm me call- again. <laughs> That's me again. I'm calling it ticks now. It's ticks. Because Takis was not working. People didn't like it. And it's candy. So it's ticks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yes is definitely a big one, especially online. Um, I think, what about, like, when you think, like, labels? What are some of the labels that kind of stick out to you? Labels. Okay, one label that I can say, bathhouse. I mean, that's one big label that's out there of a place, a place that you'll go to, things to experience and mm-hmm. do. 
bathhouse are terms that are used different for heterosexual society. And then for queer society, we have our own thought behind it. So hearing that term, that's one big label right away. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you hear someone, oh, they were at the bathhouse. If you're with a group of people who I consider to be cool, they're going to be like, oh, yay. <laughs> but if you're with people who weren't cool, they'll be like, oh, he goes to the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like bathhouses can run a bad name because some of them can be very shady. And that's the thing. But like I've heard and I've, I've kind of experience in like a bigger city they're like more fleshed out yes. you know what I mean they're they're a lot more I don't want to say well lit but there are areas where it's like more lit and then there's the dark areas and then there's like all these little like I don't know it's just it seems more like a well thought out space than like the little sketchy like bathhouse and like the middle of nowhere that like you just gonna like sneak into and it's like why is that guy going into that random building yeah like now i like that like skeevy look to some places like if i go to a bathhouse and i'm like oh i might get shanked syphilis or possibly sucked off in here (laughs) kind of like a fun thing but then there's (laughs) other times i'm like okay i just want to go to a place where i know the towel got washed this month (laughs) (laughs) like it wanted to be clean yeah (laughs) i'm like or like I've I've seen places where I'm like I don't trust this mattress. <laughs> <laughs> if I walk into a bathhouse and there is a mattress that is not plastic, I am not laying down on that thing. <laughs> like if I see a Serta or some shit that has fibers, oh girl, get me out of here. That is terrible. <laughs> But then sometimes you just gotta do it. I mean, you're just, <laughs> you just gotta do it. Oh, raise your hand if you've been there. <laughs> I I see you guys look you you all, not just you guys. <laughs> okay, each one of you who is not raising your hand, but it's like I should raise my fucking hand. We know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, one for you? Uh, so. When I think labels, a big one that kind of sticks out to me is, like, bears. Because bears are, like, my favorite, like, group of people. Because they're the most welcoming uh, on the, I think, on the male gay side of queer. They're the most welcoming community. Yeah. And they have the biggest dicks. <laughs> and they're so hot. I'm not even a fetishize. Well, I fetishize bears because I love bears. But outside of the fetishization, they're just hot. Yeah, they're just amazing people. Gosh, like... It's a win-win all around. It is. You get someone who's super sexy and has a good personality? What? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go, go, like, every time, like, I hear there's going to be bears somewhere, I'm like, oh, it's going to be so welcoming. (laughs) Bears, we love you. Like, I I think of, like, bear nights at, like, the bar or, like... Bear weekend at like uh, Jones Pond, and it's just like oh, it's just it's such a chill vibe. Mm-hmm. So, I I always just am attracted to obviously like physically the <laughs> bears, but just like the the the, the ambiance they create around them. It's like a whole experience. Mm-hmm. 
Bear Weekend is an experience no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. And any bear group I've been a part of, gone to, done something, you could go completely alone and leave with like 20 people who know you and you want to call a friend. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, and what are, what are some of the bear subtypes that you're aware of? So there's cub, mm-hmm. um, which is like, a preemie bear, maybe you're like pre bear. Yeah, maybe you're like you're bear in the making. Yes, bear in the making. Yeah, um, the cubs tend to be less hairy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like right now the category that I would fall in, because um, I don't like I don't have the beard. I feel like to call myself a bear or like the body hair to call myself a bear. <laughs> yes, you are your cub. <laughs> your cub. I like that. There's polar bears. What are polar bears? So polar bears are bears who have white or gray hair or on the older side of the spectrum, I would say. Okay. I, they should have called them panda bears. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I wonder if that's what you call a salt and pepper person. So maybe they have like a mix of it in their beard. Maybe they're a panda bear. Ooh, and I have a thing for panda bears if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, salt and pepper hair is very attractive it really is in some people in the right people very true because let me okay let me let me explain what i mean Mm -hmm. not everyone with salt and pepper i'm attracted to Mm -hmm. there (laughs) that's it (laughs) because i'm not saying like i think i don't know it just has to go with the look and the face and the like personality there's a very particular type of face and facial structure that I feel supports salt and pepper hair the best. And then there's other people I'm like, okay, you kind of just look like a mad scientist right now. <laughs> it's turning me on, but I do the something different. <laughs> uh, so what's another tribe in the gay men, gay male subworld? Um, another tribe that I'm very familiar with, I love, otters. Otters. I, I think otters that. are sexy. They are. I, you know, I've run into a few otters. I'm like, oh, you're kind of hot. Because I love a hairy guy, but I also love just, I don't know, there's something a guy who calls himself an otter that's just hot. Yeah, I, I just love the animal otters. Yeah. So I think I just love, like, I when I think of an otter, I think of, like, a average build furry person, like, going swimming in Speedos. <laughs> yes. Speedos are a thing now, and I am loving watching I love Speedos. They're cute. Well, I love underwear in general. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm accepting of all types of underwear. <laughs> you are underwear fluid? Yeah, I'm underwear fluid. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about that. What kind of terms are in your lexicon when it comes to underwear, underwear fetishes, or just underwear and models in general? So, um, I used to call myself online a jockstrap junkie. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Because <laughs> I love jockstraps. I think they look so attractive on other people, on me. And, like, if we're having sex and you were to shove your... Shove. <laughs> you were to shove your jockstrap in my mouth, I'd be, like... Go, keep going. <laughs> Ooh, now shove it in and like all the way down, like put your hand over it, or just like kind of just get the taste and smell of the crotch cup of the jock strap. Uh, 
I don't know either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Depends on what's right. <laughs> Just how it feels in the situation. Now, will you wear a jock strap on your face? When I wear, where am I wearing? No, like, um, just while during sex or whatever. Like, the person gives out their jack strap, would you put it on your face and wear it during the sex? Yeah. I would Ooh. Do that. I would definitely do that. Yay. Okay. <laughs> um, but I feel like the, I don't know if there's a term for, like, underwear lovers other than just, like, underwear lover, jock strap lover, or... Yeah. I'm not familiar with one, um, but I mean, I I've seen jock straps and underwear be a big part of people's fetishes. Um, so I I I I do know that like some people just call themselves like underwear fetishes, but I I don't have a term for it for myself. Okay, I like it though. Now, is there another term that you would want to create? for being involved with underwear or anything that's along that line of fetish? Um, no, but there is, um, do you know the porn star Hunger FF? Yes, I do. Okay, so he's, a, like, the biggest, one of the biggest sisters in the in the world, um, like, alongside, like, Axel Abyss, um, type of level, and he has come out with his, like, clothing line or, like, you know, like, his merch and it's, he labels it Hungerwear. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, that's genius. If you come out with, like, jock straps and, like, shit that says, like, Hungerwear, that would be, like, the word for me. <laughs> I like that. Hungerwear. 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 It's got a feeling to it. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and it also kind of makes you horny. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, huh, which part of my underwear is hungry? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I support all of this. I love it. Hmm. I don't have any fun ones for fetishes that I enjoy just yet. No. Well, so, okay, so, like, name some of your fetishes. Is. Let's see, because I love socks. I think uh-huh. socks are a thing. That's a fetish for me. But sockies just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just doesn't work. It sounds like a very weird sock for children. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to do that one. Yeah, um, I guess, like, sock and feet are just sock and feet lovers. Yeah. Um, I guess adding lovers at the end of the thing is a label in itself. Yeah. I mean, lovers is a label. I have only heard... In description of queer relationships, the term lovers used. Mm-hmm. I, and before partners, it was always like, oh, they're lovers, they're lovers. They're never husband and wife. They're yeah. lovers. I'm like, what does that fucking mean? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I love chocolate. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a lover of chocolate. Yeah. I just love it. Well, so like lover, like when I think of it, because I, I have heard it in the straight context, but mm-hmm. like every anytime it's like, oh, they were lovers, it's kind of like, oh, they were forbidden lovers type of thing. It's like, it's a bad thing. So I can mm-hmm. see why... It was attached to, like, gay people mm-hmm. being, like, oh, they're lovers. Because it's kind of like, oh, it's a forbidden love type of thing. You know, they're not, like, just husband and wife, <laughs> like you said. Yes. <laughs> oh, no, they're not boyfriend and girlfriend. They're lovers. They're secret lovers. Right. It's, like, it's so exclusive, but very taboo where it's, like, they're lovers. Like, you got to whisper when you say it. Even when you're talking to the lovers. You're, like, you're lovers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
So, what about uh, the slang, for example, used in, or not necessarily the slang, but, like, the verbiage used in, like, the BDSM world? So, like, dom and sub. How... You want to talk about those a little bit? Yeah. Um, let's talk about one that we all use, especially if you're on the apps, top and bottom. Yeah. Um, top and bottom, the way it's used a lot that I hear is for... Top being the insertive partner, bottom being the receptive partner. But the terms were actually used a lot differently when it comes to BDSM. Yeah. Because you can be a top, but that doesn't mean you're penetrating somebody. Yeah. And you can be a bottom, and that doesn't mean you're receiving the penetration. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that that's actually a great way to put it. Like, I think top just means you're, like, the giving partner. Mm-hmm. And bottom is, like, you're the receiving partner. Where it gets tricky is that that's the case, except for oral. Mm-hmm. Then it's backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Sucking dick always makes a difference. <laughs> always. It's like a little gay science, you know? It's like, this is the rule, unless oral, then alternate the formula. <laughs> it's our I before E, except after C. <laughs> So, I mean, like, being, for example, an impact top means you're the one hitting the other person with a paddle, with a crop, a uh, riding crop, with your hand. You're the impact top. You're the giver. Mm-hmm. And then when you're the bottom, obviously, you're the one getting spanked, paddled, whatever uh, the case may be. Um, and, you know, another another thing that I always think about is, you know, I mentioned dom and sub. And then top and bottom, and a lot of times people connect top with, uh, top with dom, bottom with sub. But like, I find a submissive top really hot. Oh, it's so hot. Yeah, I'm like, you just beat a pole. <laughs> like that's all you need to be. You're just a pole, sir. Just be a pole. Put it on t-shirts <laughs> and hand it to every top you see. Just. Just be a pole. That's all you need to be. Stand there. Don't move. I am definitely... No, move. Definitely move. (laughs) (laughs) I can do all the movement. Yeah, but, like, no, but, like, I very much like the idea. Like, I'm a big old submissive uh, in the bedroom, but I also have a very dominant side. And, like, there are times where I'm just like, I want you to be the top. But just to, like, care about, like, serving me mm-hmm. <laughs> type of thing. Like, getting me off. And, yeah, it's 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 very empowering. <laughs> it is really empowering. Sometimes to be a dominant bottom, it's like, I have all the power here. And yeah. you can leave here with blue balls or you can leave here satisfied. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. And also be like, is that all you got? <laughs> Come on, maggot. <laughs> I mean, faggot. (laughs) I wasn't expecting that, damn it. (laughs) See, that's good. That's real. More bottoms. Get dominant out there. Put these hoes in their place. Yeah. Yeah. Be a power bottom. If you're going to be a bottom, be a power bottom. Yes. Be one who aggressively throws it back. (laughs) Like, break a hip. 
(laughs) (laughs) Now tell me, terms for you in BDSM world, what's the first term or like the biggest term that you use or have seen a lot? Um, I guess for me, I've really been interested in, in the past year more so than the rest of my life in interested in fisting and like FF capital FF is like short for fist fucking. So online everyone's like, that's why like hunger FF and like everyone is like, uh, captain Falcon with two Fs or like Falcon punch or whatever his name is. <laughs> Cause there's punch fucking, you know, you have just broken down the wall for me. <laughs> I have seen like, Captain FF and like I love Smash and the Falcon Punch is Captain Falcon's move and I always thought these names were references to games. You have just blown my mind. I'm yeah. like maybe they really like Smash. When there's two F's, capital F's, typically capital F's, um, but they can be lowercase. Okay. Um, it means fist fucking. So I don't know if you've seen the meme on social media that's like a grinder conversation and this person <laughs> has FF on their profile. And they're messaging like, oh, you're a firefighter? Have you seen that? <laughs> that would have been me. <laughs> oh, my God. You have blown my mind. I did not know that's what that stood for. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, like, if you think, like, and obviously we can do a whole episode on, like, this thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a lot of, like, lingo within that sub-community of, like... Um, there's a big percentage, and like I'll, you hear in the general gay community of gay men that don't like their assholes being called pussies, mm-hmm. but like pussy is like a standard when it comes to like fisting. Like mm-hmm. everyone's hole is a pussy basically because it's like mm-hmm. it's that much of a hole or some I don't know what the idea is, but like um like there's a someone on Twitter their name is like. Cavernous cunt. Cavernous cunt. Cavernous cunt. Cavernous oh, cunt. I like how you say cavernous. I like cavernous. Cavernous cunt. <laughs> cavernous sounds bougie. It really does. I like that. But like the idea of like cuntifying or pussifying your whole, like wrecking it so much, it's like that. It's it. It lends itself to that lingo a lot. Um, or then there's like uh, rosebud, which is like the prolapse, the term for the prolapse. I, it's not. It's the term I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> I have never felt the same after seeing a rosebud video. I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. I don't want this. <laughs> it's just not for me. <laughs> it also, because they like. There are different types. Like, people have different types. <laughs> I've seen there are different types of rosebuds out there. I'm like, I'm still not into that. That's just not for me. <laughs> or, like, punch fucking is another term. I've seen some punch fucking videos, which I love punch fucking <laughs> videos. It's like, I want to see somebody do, like, Tybo punches into it. Like, that's what I want. <laughs> and, have you seen, like, like doubles? There's, like, doubles, and then there's elbows. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm going to have to watch this. Are they, like, going in elbow first? No, down to the elbow. <laughs> wow. 
Or like sometimes to the bicep. That's what those tattoos mean. You know that, right? Like the the ring tattoos are on your arm. That's how far you can get in fisting. So I thought just the forearm rings were that. I didn't realize people were going up to the bicep. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do this on video next time so we can show everyone out there your face. <laughs> Whoa, I am in shock right now. I'm sorry. Oh, oh I'm imagining that in my body. <laughs> oh my God. This requires a lot of training. I can imagine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, what's another one of your kinks? Um, you know what? I, I'm slightly intrigued. I am, I'm not going to say I'm slightly intrigued. I'm actually very intrigued. So I have to look more at fisting things. But snowballing mm -hmm. you know some people love it personally i think it's kind of hot yeah you don't know what snowballing is that's when your partner ejaculates in your mouth or you suck the semen up or whatever and you guys push it back and forth between each other's mouth kissing each other mm -hmm. and it's kind of hot um so yeah snowballing is going to be my little kinky term that i'll use yeah i think i feel like snowballing just sounds so innocent <laughs> And it's like a term where it's like, oh, let me just Google snowballing. <laughs> Which, you know, snowballing, it sounds so innocent, but a lot of snowballing starts with felching. Which yeah. I didn't know until I finally watched some felching videos. Which if you're not familiar with felching, this is when you suck the semen or cum or ejaculate out of the butt. And kind or of the front it. hole. Or the front hole, yes. The front oh, hole actually, too. I think it's usually the butt hole. I've only seen the butt. Yeah, no, actually, but. when you eat it from the front, it's called eating a cream pie. Oh, that's what <laughs> eating a cream pie is? Yeah. I thought it was just eating something that's been fucked. <laughs> oh, my God. Terminology is blowing my mind today. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, um, but, like, I guess the idea is that, like, that we have, like, all this language for, like, our, like, front-facing, like, community. And then, like, we have, like, all this language that breaks down into, like, you know, depending on your identity and who you hang out with. Like, for example, like when I say I'm butch, it's not the same thing as when one of my lesbian friends says they're butch. You know, like we're two completely different types of butch. Mm -hmm. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yes, let's talk about that. So you want to start? Yeah. So like, for example, for me, like when I feel butch, I like, okay, I guess the difference between some uh, lesbian who considers themselves butch and me, I don't consider myself butch, mm -hmm. but I consider certain actions I do butch. Mm -hmm. Or like sometimes I'll feel butch, but I don't feel like my label is butch, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. That makes sense. So like, I'll be like, ooh, like I helped change a car tire. Like I feel butch where like a butch lesbian it's probably the person I'm helping. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. See, butch, I think of lesbian. When I think of lesbian butch, I think of Home Depot. Like a lesbian in Home Depot. This is so stereotypical. So I apologize to offend anybody who's lesbian who's listening. But I think of like a more, in air quotes, masculine presenting lesbian individual with flannel shorts or cargo pants or jeans and boots on going to Lowe's or Home Depot to get a woodworking project. This is what I think of. But then when I think of Butch, 
also, I think of gay people in the ballroom scene. Because yeah. I'm very feminine in gay culture, but in ballroom scene, I'm butch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what, what's the difference between uh, mainstream gay culture butch and ballroom butch? So mainstream gay culture butch, you're looking like maybe a little daddy type, more of a masculine presenting man. And I'll say like stereotypical masculine looking man mm-hmm. or presenting man. In ballroom, you could be in high heels and like a dress. But if you have a beard, you got chest hair, you don't wear makeup, you would be a butch man. No yeah. matter what you're wearing. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I guess it really does circle back to... Like, it's funny because like... If if you were to tell like me, you in the ballroom scene and a like a lesbian woman, like butch, we would all get the gist of what you mean, but we would all picture different things. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I think that's so fascinating too. What are some other words that kind of transcend the different little cliques? Femme. Mm-hmm. That's another one. And ballroom Femme presenting, you've got no facial hair, you always wear makeup, you always wear traditional women's clothing. In gay culture, just, you know, standard gay culture, as I'll say, to standard. Um, I'm thinking of, like, a man who wears high heels, makeup, different kind of jeans, but still presents as a guy. And then in lesbian culture, I think of... Uh, like a lipstick lesbian. Yeah, a lesbian lesbian. There we go. Um, what's, what's Ellen's wife? Um, a Portia de Rossi? Yes, I think a Portia de Rossi, if I say oh, okay. like a femme lesbian. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like, femme lesbians are what are the type of uh, lesbians that straight men are like, you don't look like a lesbian. <laughs> like, that's, that's the, like, girly girl lesbian. Mm-hmm. Which I think, uh, you know, and this is something so interesting, like, I find myself attracted to, like, either, like, gendered extremes, so, like, super feminine or super masculine, or super, like, androgynous, but, like, when it's, like, kind of femme, then a little, like, I don't know, like, it's not as, I'm still attracted to all kinds of people, but I feel like I find myself attracted to, like, the extremes of, like, masculine, feminine, and like ambiguous oh is that more of a comfort thing you feel or is it like you feel like you have a clear definition of who this person is no i don't have a clear definition of like who the person is it's just like i find like sometimes i'll like wonder like because i consider myself like pan Mm -hmm. um which means i'm i'm not the gender of the person doesn't matter to me to find them attractive and like that's the thing too it's like I want to say, like, I say, like, I'm attracted to women, I'm attracted to men, non-binary people, uh, any, any kind of people, you know, um, but I'm not attracted to them because they're a man, I'm attracted to them and they just happen to be a man, and, like, it's, it's not necessarily, and I do happen to be attracted more so on, to the masculine end and to more men than women, um, but then at the same time, it's, I, I guess I don't know how to explain it. It just kind of like pulls me towards one end. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, being pan is like, I'm attracted to men, but I'm not attracted to all kinds of men. And I guess that's true for everyone. But like, for me, it's like, it doesn't matter that you're a man. It doesn't matter. Like, I guess for some people it's like, oh, I'm attracted to like 
manly men or girly men or like and it has to be a man like for me it's just like i don't care as long as it's like super masculine or super feminine or like super like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i love super i don't know (laughs) i can understand that i am not the same i think i would say i'm the opposite for me specifically i'm attracted exclusively to people who identify as men or Mm -hmm. male and that is my go-to but then i love just trying out each different subcategory of male Mm -hmm. it's like oh the labels help me pick out which one i want to try today (laughs) so i love them and i got a little thing for (laughs) for them top i don't know what it is i love them tops yeah i think i think feminine tops are like under (laughs) underrepresented (laughs) oh definitely definitely because you don't really see them and then i like the prison trade too trade that's another term there yes let's talk about trade yeah so how do you feel about trade tell me what you know about trade well so for me trade is kind of like that dl kind of like really masculine machista thuggish like kind of all these like macho type words associated with it like that's what I consider a trade. Anything that's like, um, like I don't know, like the construction worker outside of Home Depot. You know what I mean? Like that's who's trade for me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, construction worker. Fucking construction workers is hot. They have rough <laughs> hands. Um, for me, trade it goes along those same lines, but I relate it more to a person that you're gonna hook up with, where there's some kind of exchange of something. Mm-hmm. So like. One guy who I call trade, he always wants me to feed him. He always wants food. I'm like, okay, whatever. We stop at McDonald's. I don't really care. But he always wants food. Or I miss the guy. Anytime for us to hook up, he was like, oh, well, we always have to drink and smoke. And I'm like, so is this the trade-off? I get dick if I buy you some, like, a $20 bottle of, what, vodka or something? And I'm like, okay, so this is trade. So you're bartering and trading for the dick. (laughs) And it kind of works that way. <laughs> See, I'm more of the type where I would expect you to bring <laughs> the alcohol for me. You're that a trade. The trade of the season. <laughs> yes, you are <laughs> trade. Yes. <laughs> You're the trade of the season. That's what you are. <laughs> Side note, funny story. My trade that I met it with, the most recent one, he was more focused on having me comment on his chains and jewelry he was wearing as opposed to the fact that he didn't have money to get home. Mm-hmm. Trade, get on top of your shit. I'm cool with trading things for services, but not doing everything for you. Mm-hmm. The dick is not that good. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Goods for services. <laughs> <laughs> Supply and demand. It's all economics. I have a word that um, is deemed controversial. And I would like to hear your take on it. The word fishy to describe femininity. What is your take on that? Um, My take on it, one, fishy has been a term that's been around for me ever since I stepped into the gay community. Mm -hmm. Um, It's never meant anything negative or bad for me or the communities that I've used it in. Mm -hmm. Specifically the ballroom community, fish is used all over the place. Because it's about serving that very feminine aesthetic and people call it fish. 
And I do know that for people who have vaginas, sometimes there's a pH imbalance that generates a smell that people equate to fish. Mm-hmm. But fishy, that term for the ballroom, is that's not where it came from. Right, and that, that was my understanding too, is that that wasn't the origination of the term. And I think some people have taken offense to that because of the reasons that you said, but that's like almost like turning around and I don't know even like what to compare it to, but it's like, you can't use this word when it's like, this wasn't a word created by like you (laughs) necessarily, or like you, you can't necessarily say like, I don't know. I kind of think of it as like, if someone came to me and was like, don't use the word fag or I'd be like, well, like it means this, now and it's always meant that i i don't know i guess it's different with the word facts fag originated as a bad word Mm -hmm. that we kind of embraced but like fishy is kind of like an embracing like it's it's a word that's embracing your femininity whereas like fag is embracing your like homosexuality and it's like to take a word take away a word that says like oh it's embracing something about you but i think it's wrong because of so and so I mean, it's not like we're using the word like like the N word as like you know. I don't. I don't know. It's right. I kind of relate it to when people use the word clean as opposed when you're talking about stopping drug use or mm-hmm. stopping a specific drug. If we're gonna meet people where they are, clean is a term that a lot of people who have used drugs or are still using drugs still use yeah. to this day. So while I understand some people out there are like clean isn't a word we shouldn't use, I respect your opinion. But this is how it was used for these people over here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to meet them where they're at. Yeah. And it's also different when... I guess the difference uh, to me is that... I'm not saying, oh, you're fishy. And then if you say, oh, that's insulting, I won't call you fishy mm-hmm. ever again. Mm-hmm. But like, if I want to call myself fishy, you don't have a right to tell me that... I can't call myself fishy. You know what I mean? It's the same... Okay, I think I have a better example than, like, fact. But, like, for example, the word um, transsexual. There's a lot of people that still identify as a transsexual. Mm -hmm. And even though that's not, like, necessarily the vernacular that's uh, widely accepted right now, you can't tell someone, don't call yourself a transsexual. It's like, no, but, like, that's... That's what I've always been. That's what I've I've known to myself. I'm not calling you a transsexual, mm-hmm. you know. But if someone wants to identify themselves as that term instead of transgender, then that's their right to, mm-hmm. you know. And then if if they're using words that describe them in that light, then like that's that's on them. Mm-hmm. Very like the other word that I can equate to it, fierce. Fierce is a term that you hear, like, oh, she's a fierce drag queen. She's fierce. She's fierce. Fierce was not a good term. Mm-hmm. It actually was not meant to be a positive term when it was first used in the ballroom community. Now, in other communities, it was, as it was adopted later on. Like, if in the ballroom community, they're like, oh, you look fierce, that means you look busted. You look bad. Mm-hmm. You can't be here. But now we know people use it as a good term, like, oh, you're so fierce. That's beautiful. So that's one of those words where not everybody's going to get offended by it. But if you were to use that word to somebody who comes from an old school ballroom community, they're going to read you for filth because they're going to think you're insulting them. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think I think it's a good point a good point that you made of like meeting people where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't take away a language that people are using for themselves and be like, well, that's not a word that you can use. It's it's if it's a word that's being used against other people, that's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. And even so, if that person chooses to empower that word that's been used against them, like we've seen with the word transsexual, with the word fag, with uh, the slang turn from the N-word into like the New Age N-word, mm-hmm. like that's all empowering of communities calling themselves that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for trans women, for a long time, they their goal was to look fishy. So, to say like, oh, well, like, I think you're talking about my vagina, like, when you refer to yourself as that, like, that's kind of like, this isn't about you. Right. When I say, oh, I look fishy today, I'm not saying, oh, I look like an unbalanced pH vagina. No, I'm saying that I look beautiful, the aesthetic of a woman that I would like. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I am speaking to this as a member of the queer community who has heard this language used around me by trans people, by drag queens, by gay men, by uh, lesbian women, by queer individuals of all types. Um, that's where I'm speaking from. Of course, I can't speak to it as someone who has a vagina because I don't. And like, maybe that is something that we're like, maybe I am speaking a little bit out of like somewhere that I don't know, but I'm, I'm trying to connect it to the points that I do know, you know, and I've heard, um, like for example, on Dragula, uh, where, uh, what, what was their name? Uh, was it, um, Eva, Dest- no, not Eva Destruction. Hollow Eve. Hollow Eve. Hollow Eve had a very big problem with the word fishy, um, and they're assigned female at birth. Um, so, you know, it might be coming from a different place. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like the way it came off was like, you can't use that term because it offends my vagina <laughs> like you can't call yourself that because it offends my vagina mm-hmm. which nobody else would have known as you not isolated yourself and made yourself the victim but that's neither here nor there i just have strong feelings about that whole conversation <laughs> <laughs> so what's another term like kind of along those avenues that kind of stick out in your head um another one that sticks out in my head Oh, um, oh shit, I can't think of the term now. What's it used for? Damn it. Ah, for a queen who, passing, passing. Yeah. That's what it is. Passing is a term that I've heard a lot. And a lot of people, and now that I'm seeing a lot more social discourse on it, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't like the word or phrase passing anymore. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with what passing is, passing is being able to fit into a situation where you may be isolated or alienated because of how you identify or who you are. Yeah. So, uh, examples would be, uh, well, basically, it means that you won't get clocked in a room, mm-hmm. right? So, and clocked is another word that we can talk about. <laughs> but basically, like, if I, I can go to a job interview and I know they're not wondering 
but I will make myself pass for a straight man. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, just because I'm going to be very cautious not to, like, be overly flamboyant. Just because, and I shouldn't have to worry about that. But that's kind of just, like, an instinct thing that I need to work through. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I'm able to get through that situation without be- someone being like, oh, he's gay. Because, like, I want to be just like that person where it's like, the five people that they interviewed before me, they didn't go like, oh, you're straight. Like, they just didn't think about that. And I want to be in this, in that same position. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want them to be like, oh, this gay, this guy's gay. And they didn't like be like, oh, this other five people are straight. Like, that kind of makes me stick out for like, something that I don't want to stick out for in this particular situation. You know what I mean? So that's, that's passing, that's straight passing, for example, for me, I can be straight passing. Um, but like in the like trans community, like being or being like cis passing was at one time a big like language used like, oh, I can pass, I can pass, I can pass. Mm-hmm. But now, like you said, it's more like it shouldn't matter. Yeah, it shouldn't matter. You shouldn't have to pass. I mean, I had trade try to gay pass on me before mm-hmm. and that's trade trying to pretend like they understand gay involved culture yeah where like he went to watch drag race and had no idea what the fuck he was <laughs> talking about he just went to watch it because he thought it would make me fucking faster mm-hmm. and i'm like bro you didn't have to pretend like you knew what this was you are not passing <laughs> he got clocked in that moment because i knew he was not about this life so yeah. i've had that happen yeah but also like even the idea of being able to pass is a privilege because it's, like, a concern that, like, you don't have to worry about, like, walking down the street and getting hate crime. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? It's, like, we've had uh, in the past, like, uh, actresses who are black who have whose skin is so light they're able to pass as, like, white actresses. And, like, just the idea that, like, you had to pretend to be white just to get a role, like... That's the same idea we should be applying of like, well, you shouldn't have to be white just to get a role. You shouldn't have to be straight or cis or anything just to get the role. Exactly. You can just be who you are. And I guess that's where like a lot of the controversy and like the language evolution of passing is coming. I understand. What about clocked? Let's talk about clocked. Clocked. So clocked is you getting outed not knowing what you claim to know or be a part of so one clocking let's say it's this way is you meet somebody and they say hey i am andrew and i'm a man but maybe i was not born or assigned male at birth Mm -hmm. and somebody figures that out i just got clocked Mm-hmm. They know that I am not the person I'm claiming yeah. to be. It's not necessarily being outed by someone who knows. It's being kind of like, oh, like you realized in the moment. Like, for example, um, and then when I get to like crossing the street, or I'll be walking, you know, down the sidewalk, and then when I get to the street, like I go, I strut like it's a runway. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that sometimes you just gotta pump down the street to play good song oh it's a rap who cares but then also you're from fucking New York City and everybody in New York City strides when they walk it is a whole runway out there <laughs> yeah it definitely I mean I just I, I the world is my runway <laughs> there you go walk the world <laughs> now there is one term 
I don't know if you've heard it a lot. I haven't really heard it a lot. But, well, I mean, I guess, yeah, I have. But jocks. Jocks as far as, like, describing individuals. In the gay world, straight world, and lesbian world, do you have a difference of them? Have you experienced them? I feel like... Okay, how do I, how do I put this nicely? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel that jock is a label that should be given to you. Okay. You shouldn't identify yourself as a jock. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like... I can't... Like, I don't know, like identifying yourself as a goat almost (laughs) like you know what I mean like you shouldn't say like oh I'm so good at sports and I'm doing sports all the time and blah 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 blah. like I'm a jock it's like no like we can tell you're a jock because like but if you call yourself a jock that almost creates the like this whole aspect of my life is like what defines my identity and that's kind of what I have trouble with Uh where it's like if the most important thing like if I were to ask you like who are you? That you're like, oh, I'm a jock. I'm going to be like, I have no interest. <laughs> like, if that's the most important thing you can tell me about yourself, I'm not. Like, no. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm not interested. And maybe that's me, you know? Because there's mm-hmm. many people that, like, if you're in love with sports, like, oh, yeah, dude, you're a jock. Cool. And they get into conversation. For me, it's just kind of like, uh. Like, it's all cool. Like, I mean, like, for example, I love, like, martial arts, but... Like, even, like, when I was working out, like, every day, I wouldn't call myself a jock. Even when I was, like, super skinny and I had muscles, I wouldn't call myself a jock. Mm -hmm. Just because it's, like, there's so much more to me. (laughs) Jock is an all-encompassing term. I can, I'm there with you. I feel like if somebody identifies as a jock, I'm like, are we going to talk about sports all fucking day? Is that all this is going to be? No, I can't. I pass right away. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I think, um, you know, other labels kind of like if, if you call yourself a bear, it's like, it like we were talking earlier, it gives you, it gives you depth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, like, it tells me a lot about your personality. It tells me a lot about the people you hang out with. It tells me a lot about, um, you know, who you consider yourself. And because... Anyone that considers themselves a bear, for the most part, is very, like, heartwarming and, like, very kind. And But, like, all, like, if you tell me, like, I consider myself a jock, all that tells me is that you like sports and you hang out with other people who like sports. You go to sports bars. And that being fit is a very big part of your identity. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe where I have the most trouble. Where it's, like, being fit shouldn't be the biggest part of your identity. And I guess, you know, for, like, a bear be I guess the body shape is part of their identity but I don't know it just you don't have to work for a bare body <laughs> you know it just is your body yes, it just comes yeah it's and you just embrace it whereas like when you're working for a jock body it's like it shows and then and it's, and it's like I'm not saying there's anything wrong for working for your body because like I'm doing it obviously you do it yeah and but when it kind of just narrows down to, like, this is my defining moment, that's where I have a problem. I yeah. I'm with you there. I can't only talk about cardio for so long. Like, mm-hmm. what else are we going to do? 
So I can understand that. Yeah. Like, and I, for example, like, I consider myself more of, like, a nerd or a geek. And, like, that tells people, like, I feel like a lot more stuff. Because it tells you, like, a range of things that I could possibly be into. Um, it also, you know, shows that, like, I can be uh, more reserved and quiet. Which, I, in a lot of situations, I can be. And just letting people know that shows how you can interact with me. You know what I mean? Um, whereas, like, with a jock, it's like, I don't know how to interact with you other than talking about exercise. Okay, there's nothing else. There's no substance. Oh, jockeys. <laughs> that being said, like, jocks do have great bodies. Um, but at the same time, you know, I also appreciate all different kinds of bodies. Yes. And I don't want to fixate on this idea of, like, the right body and I think people who consider themselves jocks consider themselves that they're achieving for like the quote unquote right body mm-hmm. I love all bodies a body is a body cold or hot whichever it is <laughs> I'm fine I would like to hear the take on somebody who identifies as a jock mm-hmm. and why they consider themselves a jock Ooh. like I would like to have that conversation because maybe I'm wrong you know I don't know right but... you never know for everybody it's different Everybody, it's different. You could just be a jock and call yourself jock, and maybe you've never done a single jock thing in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. I like the term gamer now. The G-A-Y-M-E-R. G-A-Y-M-E-R. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good one. We're yeah. bringing the games to the gays, and I'm here for it. Yeah, gamer has pretty much gone viral now. Oh, yeah. And a lot of the people who use the term gamer, well, I'm not going to say a lot, but the ones that I've seen, I would fuck you. An incident. It's like, oh, you look really hot and you like video games. Yeah. Um, and I think... I think for me, too, um, another layer of it is, like, when... I feel like there are only so many sports. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there are only, like... Although, like, for example, I um, had a roommate who... I uh, was very into sports, and he would tell me that he would go online and, like, research, um, and I, he didn't consider himself a jack, he was just really into sports, um, but he would go in and, like, research, like, all these, like, micro-statistics about, like, uh, like, baseball, mm-hmm. and I was like, huh, that's, like, interesting, I'm like, I really don't care about that, and then, like... I recently started following this page that's drag race statistics and it's so like in-depth statistics and I'm like wow this is so interesting and so amazing then I'm like I'm like I feel like if I told him the same thing he'd be like I really don't care about that either (laughs) so I can see why it's like oh maybe some people are like really into some things um but I think it's different to be really into something and then to make it your identity exactly <clears throat> being into it can be fun like when you mentioned statistics i had already checked out but then when you said micro in front of it i'm like okay i don't know what the fuck that is and drag race statistics don't show me i don't even know if i want to know because it's a lot it's a lot oh it's a lot me. it's like you have to be invested yeah i don't got that investment uh-huh. <laughs> i diversified so now <laughs> All right, any final um, words or terms or sayings that kind of go to the top of mind for you? Um, 
The only one that I have left is Chow. Um, I hate how y'all use Chow. I hate it on TikTok. I hate that filter from Instagram that says Chow. It just means bye. That's all it fucking means. It's like C-I-A-O? Yes. In Italian? Yeah. Yes. It just means goodbye. Stop using it the way that I see it online. You're Wait, using Chow. Chow means hello. Chow, hello, goodbye. They say it for both. Well, hold on. Chow means hello in Italian and goodbye in Spanish. I hate it. <laughs> I hate the filter. I hate that you people are Wait, using what it. Are they, what? It's this filter that just says chow on it, but it makes no fucking sense. I see it everywhere. I hate that y'all are using it. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. Just so you know. That's my last bit. <laughs> chow. <laughs> um, though, let me actually pull this up real quick because... Um, have you seen this new feature on Grindr that's like you can do your tags in a in in like addition to your tribe? Yeah, I got an alert about it today. Yeah, so it's like, for example, you can put, like, for example, mine are like leather, kink, geek, cub, chastity, rough, sub, ff. Ooh. And like, it's just. I, I, I don't understand the difference between that, like a tag, and a label, and, or a tribe. I don't know the difference either. I kind of wished you were going to say Christian in there somewhere. I feel like <laughs> it would have perfectly fit. <laughs> but I don't know how that'll work differently, but I'll try it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if, like, you, I think you can filter to, like, find people. And I, I don't know, because, like, my tribes are in my tags. Maybe, maybe it's a waste of space to do that. Possibly. Am I not using this efficiently? I think there might be some nuances. <laughs> I'm going to definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, I was just curious about that. But like, oh, let's talk a little bit about leather as a tribe. What 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 are some things that remind you or that you think of when you hear someone describe themselves as a leather person? Or like a leather daddy, for example. Or Beef. like a leather yeah. sub. Beefy smells. If they... Because I'm saying beefy because the leather smells beefy. I love the smell of leather. Um, if they're a leather daddy, full beard, gray, or salt and pepper most likely, and whatever body type. Body type really doesn't encompass when I think of leather. Mm-hmm. I think it's for everybody. Yeah. If I hear just somebody who's into leather, I'm just imagining someone who maybe has a harness, jock strap, um, Chaps. Chaps, there we go. Um, and one of those hats, I forgot what the hat is called, but I think it's such a hot looking leather hat. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that. And then when I think leather, I also think of super friendly people, but then also in certain situations, super clicky. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say that too. Like leather communities um I think are very open to new people. Um however and and I I don't want I don't think that's necessarily just leather, but I think that's just like a gay thing mm-hmm. <laughs> that transcribes into the sub leather community, mm-hmm. where it's like majority is very open and very willing to like talk, and even if like you don't want they they don't want to hook up or you don't want to hook up, like they're willing to like talk and engage, and because like when it comes to like kink and leather, there's a lot of play that you can do without sex. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's very open, but at the same time, there are those people that um, are very, like, leather should be this way. Like, you know, there's kind of, like, that mentality of, like, 
the the old school leather uh type of thing where you know you have to act certain ways and you can only like wear them certain ways and like you know leather's supposed to be black mm -hmm. and shit like that and i think that just kind of becomes a little gatekeepery of like i understand you want to keep the traditions of leather but at the same time it needs to evolve with the community yeah the leather bourgeoisie <laughs> it's it's i don't understand that i tried to join a specific leather group multiple times and then gotten turned down each time and then when i see why i'm like so it was just really a clicky situation mm -hmm. it's just because i wasn't friends with this person and i'm like nah i'll just stick to being a leather spectator because i have yeah. more fun yeah definitely um but that being said um what i have found is that a lot of these like little sub communities that you um can sometimes like not get into with the clicks in your city uh you can find them online mm -hmm. you know and you can really connect with people online uh you just gotta know like what words to use and what you're looking at and like like for example like if you're looking for fisters just know that like if you see an ff that's who you're looking for mm -hmm. you know what i mean if you if you want someone who is uh maybe into a lot of like come play or water sports you might want to look up someone that's defined themselves as like piggy you know uh, and that's another term that's really used i think in the in the gay community as far as i'm aware because that's where i really hang out um of like being into like filthy sex mm -hmm. how have you heard the word pig use so i first heard pig use because a lot of dominant or very aggressive individuals in porn would slap their bitches and call them pigs. And then when I found out pig was related to cum, I was like, oh, I'm a pig. A I pig. love cum. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh. Yeah. Okay. I think pig just means you're into like something that might be considered nasty. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, like cum pig, pit pig, piss pig. Um, I don't know, like... Uh, what do they call it? Like a smell pig. Like all that stuff. Like mm -hmm. I I I find the word pig really unattractive. It is very unattractive. But when you use it in that context, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a big old pig. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why I understand. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a fun thing. Alright, so I think it's a good place to wrap it up. Uh, any final words for our listeners? Um, go get vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, this is vac this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And Joe Biden's still a terrible president. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who that's directed to. <laughs> like, this is what I'm saying. The, that person probably listened to that episode and was like, oh, these motherfuckers are like Trump supporters or some shit. I'm like... No, just because Joe Biden's going to be a bad president doesn't mean I think Trump's going to be a good president. Right. Not at all. Right. But all I'm saying is that it is now 2022 and my student loans are still not canceled. There we go. The pandemic is still happening. We're still going into crippling debt. And on top of that, the earth is on fire. <laughs> and what else is to be said? I'm not going to say this, this individual is a good president. You haven't even solved one of the problems. Yeah, plus you only sent um, four rapid tests per household when it should be based on the number of people in the household. 
But that's it. Bye. <laughs>